Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in God's presence tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. At least we defied the cashless um, policy, the Naira redesign, and fuel. I think fuel is getting better now. The fuel, Hallelujah, praise God. You know, someone told me that you know it's you can't just imagine it that you know some months back we were exchanging Naira, uh, we were trying to trade Naira for dollars, but now we are trading Naira for Naira. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I would like to appreciate God and um, uh, senior pastors uh, for giving me this opportunity to bring God's words to us tonight. I do not take this for granted. Thank you very much. God will continue to renew your strength in Jesus' name. All right, tonight I'll be sharing God's word on fulfilling prophecy through diligence fulfilling prophecy through diligence hallelujah and i know someone already knows my theme text praise god proverbs 22 29 from nlt version media all right i'll read do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. You can help me give, let's do it in other translations so that you, you know, I'll be able to put it in proper perspective for people. If you are uniquely gifted in your work, you will rise and be promoted. You won't be held back. You will stand before kings Hallelujah. Observe people who are good at work. Do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? He will stand before kings and he will not stand before obscure men. Hallelujah. Show me someone who does a good job. And I will show you someone who is better than most and worthy of the company of kings. Hallelujah. You know, but before we go into that, I would just want to, us to do like a brief recap. Um, how many of you have been in the beautiful exchange service for the past four weeks? How many people? Praise God. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, we've been dwelling on this prophetic um, message. Hallelujah. So today is fulfilling the prophecy through diligence. Now, what is prophecy? We've laid the foundation already that they are supernatural, supernaturally inspired utterances 
that give instructions and directions for the future. You know, I recapped what pastor's um, definition was. Praise God. So there are supernaturally inspired utterances that give instructions and directions for the future. I'll read Second Peter verse 1, chapter 1, verse 21. Chapter 1, verse 21. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Hallelujah. So prophecies are not from human beings. You know, it's not the figment. You know, someone just didn't wake up from and, you know, just think about it and say, you know, started saying, thus says the Lord. They are inspired by God. The other thing I would like to bring to our remembrance is that to profit from the words of prophecies that have gone ahead of us, it requires that we believe in God, who is our source, and who is also the source of the prophecies. Hallelujah. You know, I was reading, uh, preparing for this. So, you know, someone gave an illustration and said, how will you believe that there are creators? Or there are creatures, and you don't believe that there are creators. So how will you believe that there are prophecies, and you don't believe that there is someone speaking ahead and inspiring that prophecies, those prophecies? So you must believe the source of the prophecies. And um, I remember Pastor Akin Akisulere mentioning that you know God has more than one million ways of fulfilling His promises. Once we believe the source, we know that those promises, they are yes and amen. They are going to be fulfilled. And the other aspect is that for prophecies to come into fulfillment, we need to engage them. We need to engage them through prayers, our actions, diligence. And then through thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So I just want to also remind us of some points Pastor raised some weeks back. Why don't people engage prophecies? And um, Pastor Sunday Oladiji also reminded us about them last week. Number one, lack of understanding of our new creation realities. If you understand who you are and whose you are, you know that once God says anything, when God, when God, once God says anything, it's done. Number two, lack of understanding of our place in Christ. Lack of understanding of our place in Christ. Sons of God. Children of God. Lack of understanding of our righteous position. That's number three. Ignorance about the use of the name of Jesus. You know, it's not about when you're about facing something. You're like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When you know how to use the name of Jesus. Number five. Inadequate understanding of God's word. 
And number six, not holding on to the confession of our faith. You know, so I just did those recaps so that for some of us that were not in um, those services, please let's go back. Let's go and listen to the podcast. Now, to our message for today, fulfilling prophecies through diligence. First, let's define diligence. What is diligence? You know, the scripture we read, Proverbs, see thou a man diligent at his work. Diligence, you know, by the dictionary I, I, I was able to, I came across. It says, careful and persistent work or effort. Careful and persistent. Please listen. Careful and persistent work or effort. That's diligence. Now, I need to balance this for someone. We are not saying that for prophecies to happen, you need to put um, human effort. Uh, let me rephrase that. Yes, you put, there's, there's, in prophecies, there's the supernatural part and the natural part. Yes, I'm sure I'm correct. Yes. So, um, but the natural one, we are not saying that you should do it out of the supernatural. That's the balance. Hmm? So this diligence that we are seeing, this effort that you are putting, yes, they are human efforts, but inspired, led by the Spirit. All right. So what are the synonyms of diligence? Synonyms of diligence, please. I will be fast with this because, you know, I, I just said I need to have this much. Assiduousness. Consentiousness, assiduity, industriousness, industriousness. I'm sorry, my teeth will not say. <laughs> Rigor, rigorousness, rigorousness, meticulousness, carefulness, thoroughness, sedulousness, attentiveness. Eatfulness, earnestness, intentness, studiousness, all the nurses, constancy, perseverance, perseverance, persistence, tenacity, tenacity, hmm. pertinacity. Zeal, zealousness, dedication, commitment, tirelessness, tirelessness. Please, I underline that. Indefatigability. Hey! Indefatigable. Yes. Doggedness, industry, hard work, application, effort, concentration, care, attention, laboriousness, continuance, and perseveration. Hallelujah. The opposite of diligence is laziness and carelessness. So we are trying to tell us that we can't through laziness and carelessness deny ourselves from allowing the prophecies that have gone ahead of us to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. 
And I need to tell someone that diligence is a great thing. It's, it's from all the nurses that I've mentioned. You should be interested in becoming diligent. Diligent. You know, <laughs> my wife made a jest of me recently that uh, I got uh, I won an award in mathematics, but I didn't know one calculation my son brought home. <laughs> but um, you know, in arithmetic, when solving for any equation, there are different ways you can solve that equation. If they tell you 9 plus x is equal to 10, that x, together x, you can use algebra, you can use anything together x. You know, I wrote here that when solving for the intersection point of two linear functions, you can use the substitution method, the elimination method, graphing or higher levels matrices, when even dividing. I know mathematicians here will understand what I'm saying. When dividing, you can sometimes leave things as fractions, or you can turn them to decimals before you, you know, resolve that solution. Praise God. What am I driving at? There are always more than one way to find a solution. So, and what does that mean? Yes, we've been saying it's our year of dominion. The prophetic word has gone ahead of us. But when you eat a roadblock, you can't give up. You can't give in. Try a different method. Diligence says try a different method. You know, when faced with a situation that seems that, oh, I'm going to be stopped. I'm not going to move forward. Back up to try to figure it out and try to create a walk around it. Hallelujah. And diligence says that when you get to that roadblock, it just means that you need to try other. You need to try other. Put pressure. Hallelujah. Apply pressure. Thank you. Apply pressure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And a, a, a quick example of um, that diligence and persistence is the widow in Luke 18. I'd like us to read from verse 1 to 8. Luke 18. It's a popular scripture. So most of the things I'll be sharing with us today, there are things that we already we are aware of, but you know, I'm just bringing it, you know, to us again for us to think about. Yeah, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this deep dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. 
So don't you think God will surely give so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? He will keep will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly, but when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who are fit? Praise God. The woman was persistent. She didn't give up. Hallelujah. So circumstances around you might be saying that, uh, which dominion do you want to have this year? Where are you going to? Who are you? Hallelujah. But this unjust judge, eventually, caved in to that woman's persistence. To that, to that woman's diligence. Hallelujah. Who have you troubled so much? Have you troubled that your boss? Have you troubled that situation so much for that thing to cave in and say, ah, this one will not leave me until I answer to it. Hallelujah. That Jesus says that God will at least do it. He will do it if you continuously persist and you are diligent about it. So diligence is great. Another example I would like to bring to us is the blind beggar that, receives his, that received his sight. You know, when Jesus was um, going back to Jerusalem. Luke 18. Luke 18 verse 35 to 43. We might not read through that, but you know, the, we all know the story. The man was sitting by the road when he heard that Jesus was coming, was passing by, and he immediately started yelling, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Everybody tr around him tried to hush him, you know, just to shut him down and say, where are you going to? Who are you? So I don't know who, I'm, who this message is for. Circumstances around you is saying, keep quiet. In your business, it's saying, shh. Where will you see one billionaire this year? In your family, they are saying, it has never happened before. But you are not bothered about all those things. But your focus is on Jesus. Have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Diligence. Diligence. Too often, we don't get answers to our prayers. And a lot of times we resign. And we say, oh, that's faith. And, you know, tonight, I want you to get and resolve in your heart that you will never quit. Because quitters never win. Hallelujah. You know, have you heard this before? That God doesn't care about you. Oh, your request does not matter to him. Oh, you are being too needy. Or God does not care or is worth pursuing. 
or God does not care and is worth continuing to pursue him. Hmm. Diligence. 1 Corinthians 9.25 I read from Amplified Classic. It says, Now every athlete who goes into training conducts himself, himself temperately and restricts himself in all things. They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither. But we, our treasure, where is our treasure? It's in heaven. But we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. So if athletes, they understand diligence, they understand hard work, they understand staying power, just to win medals that you can you just hang on the shelf how much more we children of God that we have this eternal blessedness and for this year it has been declared to us a year of dominion we will now just sit down and say my dominion is coming ah wait there eh Hallelujah. So with diligence, you can achieve and get prophecies fulfilled. Like I said earlier, a lot of us give up before our answers are, um, before our prayers are answered. A lot of a lot of times, Christians, and you see sometimes all these unbelievers, they just I just don't know how they do it. Although the Bible says that the children of this world they are wiser than... I, I don't know why they will be wiser. We, we have the wisdom of God in us. Christ has become the wisdom of God. So, in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, you know, Peter tells us that we should cast our cares on him for he cares for us. But most times... In doing that casting, we will cast like this, but we will not release you and take it back. And sit down and start worrying. Ha! This dominion. Will I dominate like this? <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't give up. You continue to pursue. You continue to pursue. You know, just like the scriptures um, we read in, in the morning um, prayers tonight, uh, this, this today. You know, it says, and God answered to David, pursue, overtake, and you will recover. If David had sat down after hearing that prophetic word, and said, ah, so where will I, which side will I pursue from? So after overtaking, what do I do? You know, David wouldn't have recovered anything. Despite the fact that he was already weak, his people were against him. They've said so many evil things. If, it were, if David were to be Gen Z of our generation, they would say, ah, toxic mental health. They've affected my mental health. How will I now pursue them? And overtake. Hey, please, you need to take that your mental health back. Hold it 
and run, pursue, and recover. Overtake and recover. Let's just let me give you some other examples. Abraham waited 25 years, 25 years for the promised son. That's diligence. He was diligently waiting that ah, God has said it. I believe it. And that settles it. 25 years. Ah. 25 years is long ago. It's very, very long. I'm just imagining, you know, my son, Mumori, clocking 25 before I... Ah! 25. But this year, we are not going to wait for 25 years. This year is our year of dominion. It is our year of dominion. And we must be diligent at whatever we are doing to ensure that this prophetic word comes to pass. In our lives. See, Moses waited 40 additional years before being sent back. 40 years. He thought he was ready. He now took he took a decision, a step by himself. God did not send him there, no. But God now said, well, yeah, come, come, come to the wilderness of learning. Let me train you. And after that 40 years, he now went as instructed by God. So what have you been pursuing? Which letter have you been dropping? Which CV have you been dropping? Which proposals have you been writing? And God is saying, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, come, come to the wilderness of learning. And then rewrite that proposal. That's diligence. When I was writing this down, I laughed. I said, I don't know who this is for. Joseph was diligent enough to say no to sexual advances. You know, if he had accepted, sure banker, the, he would be the right, right-hand man of um, Potiphar. Straight. And he would be making it big. Ah, myopic thinking. And some people are doing that. They are befriending their bosses, they are doing some I'm sorry, I know I'm shaking some tables but we need to understand but Joseph said no I would not do this I would not do this he was diligent because there has been prophetic words that have gone ahead of him, wait, do you think if he had done that thing would he have become the, the second man? End of story. Prime minister. Ah, uh, second man in Potiphar's house to prime minister. Go for B. Barton. I will not settle for less. So this year we cannot afford to settle for less. We cannot be myopic about our... Let's see the bigger picture. Let's see. That big picture with diligence. Now, someone will laugh at this. I'm sure you know Jesus almost gave in also. Do you accept? In Matthew 26, let's read verse 36 to 46 first. 
Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, Listen, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus self thought about it. And, ah, this death. I don't want to die. But let's go to verse 55 to 56. 55, that same chapter. Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening. Jesus saying, To fulfill the words of the prophet as recorded in the scriptures. Now what am I saying? No matter how you feel about this year of dominion, get it into your inner man that the prophetic word will be fulfilled over everything you own, over your business, your career, and your academics. It will come to pass, it will be fulfilled. Habakkuk 2, verses 2 to 3, Amplified Classic. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read. Read it easily and quickly as the hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. God will not disappoint you. So now, my encouragement is that, please, can you leave those excuses? Can you leave those excuses? Can you leave those things holding you down? You know, sometimes some people will say, oh, they they never had a chance to succeed. Who says? Oh, because I'm, I'm of this color, I'm of this gender, I'm of this age. (laughs) They had the wrong parenting, schooling, managing. Some people, guess what? In that same company that you feel that you need to have a certain status or posture for you to get promoted. There are some people that are getting promoted without those things, without those features. Okay, I think I need to stop talking in parables. See, your hard work, your diligence will determine whether your promotion is real or not. Forget about the skin, your skin color. I need to be fair. Or I need to be tall. Or because I'm 21 years old. Or because I'm 30 years old. They feel that I'm too old for this position. Or I'm too young for this position. 
people of God, be diligent at what you do. And God would orchestrate everything to work together for your good. Can you take a look at yourself? Is it a course? Is it a course that you need to do to improve yourself? Is it your dressing that you need to change? Is it just a perf that you need to buy? Or you need to brush your teeth very well so that it is not oozing out. Diligently taking care of yourself, of your body. Being presentable. Knowing how to present PowerPoints. Knowing how to do Excel. Soft skills. Reading books. Not just spiritual books. Thank you. Not just spiritual books. Yes, spiritual books are good. Read professional books. Go for that certification. Guess what? I'm sorry. I hope I can say this. Well, yes, I've done my master's, but after doing everything, I said, certification is better than master's. I'm sorry. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. All right. Thank you. Thank you. But for some people, they just need for to, to japa. You just need a master's. But I understand. So, just take that course. It can be online. It does not have to be expensive. Don't give any excuse. Have you, have you, have you tried something? I, I know a lot of people that say, oh, I want to write ACC. I want to write. But I don't have the money for lessons. Have you gone to meet that person, to the um, lesson um, instructor or the school, and say, please, I will save 10,000 10, euros with you till the next lesson and when your money is complete you do your exam have you been able to diligently save hallelujah look at what you have look at yourself at this point and look at the prophetic word that has been that has gone ahead of you guess what let's go back to joseph if Joseph was not prepared for that role, do you think he would have succeeded? Are you prepared for the prophetic word? Are you prepared for where that prophetic word had said that, oh, <laughs> do you think it's, my mind, uh, it's not my mind to, be, to dominate, oh? To, to be a dominion. Abi, what's the word? To be, to be a force in a circle of influence. It's not my moyo. <laughs> it's not my moyo. They always say the reward of good work is more work. It's more work. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was just with my wife. <laughs> it's more work. <laughs> At some point, 24 hours won't be enough for you. So the question is. How are you preparing yourself? And you need to do um, work-life balance. Please, you don't have any excuse. Then, I've talked about diligence. So how do you become diligent? How do you work towards becoming diligent? Diligent. 
and if I remember very well, one of the synonyms of diligence is determination. Hmm? Yeah. There are three elements in becoming diligent. Number one, what is your goal? What is your goal for this year? What is that prophetic word for you? You know, Pastor Falake asked some Sundays ago that, what is that dominion to you? What is it? That's your goal. What is that goal? What do you want to achieve? I want to have one billionaire in my account. That's your goal. Sorry, I'm talking about billion because recently I've been calling myself a billionaire. I'm sorry I'm announcing it. It's okay. All right. Thank you. I don't have to be sorry. All right. One billionaire. You want to have one billionaire in your account. That's your goal. You want to get married. Is that your goal? You want to do, write an exam and pass. Is that your goal? What is your goal? You need to have a goal. The number two element is commitment. Commitment. What are you committed to doing to achieve that goal? I'm going to be saving so, 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 20. Pastor said 20%. Set it aside after your offering. Um, after your tithe, 10%. Do 20% and save. Can you be diligent enough to do that? Can you be diligent enough to burn the candlelight and uh, the, the night candle? And number three element is focus. Focus. No matter the distraction. Valentine. Valentine has come. And has come. Focus. Focus. Like the eagle eye. Focus that you will not waver, you will not be disturbed, you will not be distracted. If you have something to strive for, if you are to strive for the fulfillment of the prophetic word that has gone ahead of you, you need to set a goal, you need to be committed to it, believe in that goal first. Sorry. Set the goal. Believe it. Believe that goal. Then be committed to it. The stronger your belief, the stronger your determination will become. And finally, be focused. I would like to add one or two things. And I've said them you know, in my preambles. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. You've tried severally. Do not give up. Do not give up. Number two, don't doubt God's love for you. That was why I wanted us to repeat that song again and again. That our God, He loves us. Don't doubt God's love for you. Number three, continue to pursue Him in prayers, 
continue to pursue him relentlessly number four ask the question differently if you've been asking one way give me job you've been applying to this company give me job can you change it to give me can you employ me for the next six months don't pay me If you feel that ah, they will say six months, six months only. Okay, employ me till eternity. Don't pay myself. No, of course there is nobody that will be evil or wicked that will not pay you. Guess it. That's that's just it. That's it. Once they see the value that you you are bringing to the table, ah, you bring you bring one billion to the to the to, to the office, they will not pay you. Where? You better take that one billion to another company. Ask the question differently. And the fourth one, which most Christians don't wait to, to do, wait to listen for a response from God. Wait to listen for a response from God. You know, so I just want to do this um, as a side journey. I know my time is almost up. There's this Pygmalion effect theory that I came across. How many of us have heard that um, theory before? Okay, so let me just... So it's also called a Rosenthal effect. Now, the Pygmalion effect is a psychological phenomenon in which high expectations lead to improved performance in a given area. I'll rephrase. The Pygmalion effect is a psychological phenomenon. Anyway, you know, psychology, they stole most of these things from spiritual. Yes, it's a psychological phenomenon in which high expectations lead to improved performance in a given area. Now, the Pygmalion, what happened was that a Greek uh, sculpture, I hope that's, that's what they call it, yes, an artist, he did, he carved a statue and he loved that statue was so beautiful enough it's like a myth that that statue got life and he married that statue yes the living one no. now I will bring it to our perspective don't worry so that was the Greek experience that was why they brought they called it Pygmalion effect that that artist he did something that was so beautiful he loved it so much his attention was on it. Perseverance, diligence. That, ah, you are so beautiful. Oh, and that thing got life. And he married that, that thing. Now, the Rosenthal, so there were two um, theorists that came up with this Rosenthal effect. Robert Rosenthal and Leonard Jacobson. They did a study, and the study showed that if teachers were led to expect enhanced performance from children, then the children's performance was enhanced. Let me give you an illustration. When I was in my university, a lecturer just came to me and said, Ayo, your first semester result was poor, but I believe you can do better than this. I think I've given this example before. The next semester, I got five A's, all A's. Just that belief from that lecturer in all courses, all is. I mean, I was, I said, ah, uh-uh. yeah, how come? 
Always. So always is possible for our children that are listening to us. It's possible to get that 4.99. You know, it used to be a myth for me that uh, which course did you study? And you get 4.99 out of uh, 5. You just you just got one B. All true. You even know, is it B? Yeah, one B, B. You got one B. All true. Ah. But it's saying that if teachers were led to expect enhanced performance from children, then the children's performance was enhanced. Guess what? We have a pastor. We have a father that God has inspired. And he has told us this year is the year of dominance, uh, dominion for us. It's our year of dominion. He's expecting high performance from us. And we must meet up. That effect, it must rub off on us. Nobody will be left out. It must rub off. Enhanced performance. Once you are led to believe it. Ah. Can you stand up on your feet and say, I believe this is my year of dominion. I believe it. I believe it. And that is my experience. It will be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. It will come to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.